and welcome to the Pursuit of Healthiness podcast. I'm your host, Winanda van Delft. I'm a health and mindset coach, spaghetti and ice cream lover, travel junk and a cat mom. I love conversations that are normal more and people level. And today I have with me Nena. Nena is a holistic health and fitness coach who dedicates her life to helping people to become the healthiest and happiest version of themselves. So you can imagine why I want to have her on my show today. The past few years, she became interested in the topic of aging and longevity, which brought her to the blue zones. What they are and how their way of living can help you, you will find out in this episode. Okay, mm-hmm. welcome Nena to the, my podcast today. I am excited. Like I'm excited for all the episodes because all the episodes are just awesome. But this one is something that I haven't talked about because today we are going to talk about the blue zones. So mm-hmm. can you tell a little bit about what it is, what we're going to talk about today and what you do, who you are and yeah, just share away. Sure. Thank you, first of all, for inviting me to be in uh, your pa- podcast as a guest. Uh, I love the name of your podcast and love the excitement that you that you show about the topic because I'm excited as well, of course, because I I, I um, have a lot of interest in blue zones and I'll tell you what it is. First of all, I'll tell you a bit about myself. I'm a holistic. My name is Nena or Happy Healthy Nena in social media. Um, I'm a holistic health and fitness coach who helps people, mainly women, but actually different generations and genders um, with having a happier and healthier life, giving them guidelines, knowledge and skills um, on how to how to incorporate healthy habits in their lives and have habits for life, not only for short term periods, but really for for the whole life. That's how I got interested in the topic of blue zones. And would you like me to tell you what the blue zones are now? Yes, yes, yes. Just. <laughs> Tell them. I know, but I know it's also not really common for people to know. Yes, it's not very common. So I don't know actually a single person whom I talk to uh, in my close group of friends uh, who knew about Blue Zones. So when I heard about the Blue Zones um, maybe six years ago when I did the course of Integrative Nutrition um, in New York, when I finished that course, and during the course we mentioned that, I was just like, wow, what, what is this? So blue zones are places on the earth where people live over 100 years old, or actually not all of them, but there is the, like the density of the people, of the population is bigger um, than uh, the other places um, on the earth. So um, there are a few places like that uh, on the earth. And why are they called blue zones? I was also interested, like who called them like that? So a few scientists who discovered and who were in, demographers who were interested in, um, in, in the people who live longer than 100 years. So they, they took the map. And what I realized, what I understood is that they circled the place. I think the first one they did was in Sardinia in Italy, or it was Icardi in Greece. And they took a blue pen and they just, they just circled it. So they called it blue zone. And I think it stayed like that. And the term was coined around 20 years ago. So it's there already for quite some time. So for two decades. And um, yes, those are the the places where people live over 100 years old and um, they have certain things that they follow in life and secrets I would call that they they have, that they don't know, they, they, they don't keep them as secrets, but they live according to certain principles that give them longevity. Yeah. Because it, it is some, it's a lifestyle. It's not just genetics. It's really just a way of living. Yes. We can incorporate yes, because that. 
Yes, and uh, the studies say that around 25% of our life and how long we live is uh, is um, affected by genes. And the other 75 is your lifestyle, your environment, and who you hang out with as well. So your social interaction. So it is really a lot of, when you think about it, 75% of, wow. you know, you can, you can do so much, right? Yeah. So you can do you can really have a huge impact yourself i don't like to say when people when people say genetics it is not your destiny definitely it isn't it is something that you have maybe predisposition to you maybe need to be more careful but um it is not your destiny so no. that is why i was so so interested like okay what are these things that these people do there and like okay let me see more and you know let me learn about it and then because of the 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 life of my parents and then the clients I have been working with for the last few years that are elderly and people over 65 70 75 and then I connected all this in my practice and it's just like it's just an interesting thing and for my personal of course for my life as well (laughs) yeah so so what what do those people do exactly in the blue zones? Like what makes them live so long? Would you like me to tell you uh, maybe before that where they are? So we know yeah. like where, where in the world they are spread. And yeah. also one interesting thing when I was doing research, um, there are people who are actually, the people who live over 100 years old, they're called centenarians. Okay, that's their, that's the name. I know you know that, but maybe some of the, the viewers don't. And super centenarians, they didn't know about that. Super centenarians are people who live up until 110 or above. So we have, yeah, we still have on this planet there, we have some super centenarians. And while preparing for this talk, I, I just discovered this Japanese woman who is 118 years old so she's the oldest in the world yes and she's still living and she's imagine she was she was born in 19 uh, I mean 1903 1903 so she can you believe somebody lived for a whole for a whole century yeah that's what I wanted to say like oh my god like all the wars everything yes and majority of her life yes she had diseases but they say that she's uh, she's pretty healthy and she has some hobbies and she does arithmetics and she's quite still, you know, yeah. <laughs> sharp, um, has grandchildren and uh, and children. Yeah. So it, it was just like, wow. And one interesting thing as well is that women are more uh, tend to live longer than than uh, the men. So uh, also in the group of centenarians, women are the ones who are uh, predominant, yeah. <laughs> which I yeah, so it's, it's, it's a just, great, great thing to know. <laughs> good thing to know, yeah. So yes, let me tell you, yes, the blue zones on this beautiful planet Earth uh, are in a few places. So uh, I'll start with Greece. There's uh, in Greece, Icaria, island of Icaria, then Sardinia or Sardinia in Italy, Okinawa in Japan, which is really, really south, and it's very close to Taiwan and China, actually, so they're very isolated, although Japan is itself is, is isolated. Um, it, there's a region called Loma Linda in, uh, in California, relatively close to Los Angeles, and uh, there's a peninsula in Costa Rica called Nicoya. So those, uh, I think, six regions, those six places in the, um, on the earth are called blue zones. But what's interesting is that Dan Butner, the researcher and journalist who actually came up with a whole research and wrote a book and wrote another book on, on, the, uh, on the way how they eat and um, there are also blue zones of happiness that we mentioned mm-hmm. last time we talked. Um, so 
what he is trying to do with his team is what I really love is that he's trying to make cities as blue zones project cities, meaning that what is uh, happening in the blue zones, those six that I named, he wants to transfer those uh, principles of life and environment into certain cities in the US where he's from. So those cities can have, and people, population can have a happier and a healthier and longer life. I didn't know All that. Right. Yeah, that's that's really that's really something I think that's that's where the practicality comes in, you know, that where where do you want to get this like and apply it in your life and um, affect, uh, uh, make an impact on uh, government, how they think, what kind of policies they have regarding food, what kind of food they want to encourage people to have. Will they make many walking areas or parks? But I can come to that while while I'm just telling you more about yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Sorry if I uh, if I speak too fast. Maybe maybe I should. Uh, no, no, absolutely not. Go ahead and and, and tell. Just speak mm. and share it. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you asked me about those secrets, or let's yeah. call them lessons. The lessons. That, yeah. Lessons, or uh, that uh, same researcher calls them uh, power uh, nine because yeah. they're nine lessons doesn't really matter that we have to say one, two, three, as uh, I'm going to um, mix and uh, mix all of them into one. But um, what I would say, and maybe I can start with, which is really applicable and easily to apply is that, and remember, uh, is that centenarians predominantly eat plant-based diet, okay, they, uh, or food, let me not say diet, because they don't follow diets, they don't know about diets, they don't really think about, okay, I shouldn't eat this or I shouldn't eat that. They just follow mainly, mainly plant-based diet. Uh, when I say diet, as I say way of eating, yeah. not uh, so they don't really have uh, cases of obesity uh, or uh, pretty in a good health and shape, I would say. So uh, they do not not eat meat. They would eat meat, but it is uh, it is um, it is a rare event, and in some places like in Nicoya, I think I read a long time ago, it depends on the pocket. So it depends on the money. Yeah. They say it depends on the pocket. Like if they have money, they will they will buy meat. It was it was rather looked at something that maybe once or twice a week or five times, as they say, during a month. Uh, so they are not vegetarians and vegans, but yes, they're plant-based is their... Um, I, I think that's our initial way of eating anyway, like meat. Uh, you can eat meat every day if you want these days, but I, I believe when you go way back, when humans would eat meat, it was something, it was a luxury. It was... Yes. It was it wasn't like we have these days. So I think that it totally makes sense that they eat most plant-based and then sometimes meat. Yes, and um, what's uh, really interesting that the staple of their diet is uh, are uh, legumes. So beans, lentils, but beans, I think they swear beans, like they, they love beans. Um, they, of course, have a lot of vegetables and fruits. And um, in the book and everything that I've read and heard, there's, there are many, many tips that we can 
have and take from them that we can apply in our lives. And it, they're really not that easy. That's why uh, um, the, the, the Dan Yutner, he wrote a book on cuisine and how to cook their food because he thought that's the most applicable out of all the lessons. It's very easy to introduce, very, very natural. And um, they would, yes, they would use olive oil. They uh, prefer homemade uh, food. Um, and yes, predominantly vegetables and, and fruits. One of the things that he says as a tip that came to my mind is like, um, put fruits and vegetables somewhere where you can see them, like in a big bowl and put them somewhere in the middle of, you know, your dining room or kitchen table. And uh, people will tend to eat something that's in front of their eyes. Yeah. So, and, and that's healthy. The same goes for, I would just give some tips that I remember at the moment. Uh, the same goes for, for snacks, avoid those snacks. Okay. We all tend to snack and it's really like tempting, yeah. but, uh, avoid them by putting them away or just don't buy them, you know, <laughs> like don't buy them or just put them somewhere that you cannot see them. It's so easy. It's easy like that. And, uh, and there's some interesting, very interesting things like how we eat. If we eat from bigger plates or bigger glasses, like wider glasses and shorter, we tend to eat more than if we take like, Oh, look at the example or like a longer, <laughs> More narrow so interesting but if you do like look at that if you take a smaller plate and you have a bigger plate you tend to fill the plate no matter the size so yeah. if you eat from a bigger one you would eat more so these are the things that he says like uh, you know things that we can we can uh, look at and then uh, that can affect how we eat yeah. and it's connected to something as well it's called hara hachibu and hara hachibu is hara is stomach in, in uh, japanese and hachi is eight and what does it mean you want to eat until you're 80 percent full you don't want to eat that you that you feel full you want to eat that you don't feel hungry and the basic very 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 uh, big difference between how they eat centenarians and how we eat today and if i may say maybe it's more um applicable to american diet because he's american i think and when he writes he 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 tends to to turn to that side and compare to the u.s diet and people and guidelines um I don't know if you've heard, and so many times if I speak to them, they say, I'm full, I'm okay, I'm full. Like you eat and I'm full. Um, and I'm guilty of that. And I would take a plate and I'm like, oh, no, I'm full. You know, but it's actually so much better if you fill your stomach until 80. Well, nobody will tell you, okay, now it's 80. Yeah. <laughs> but if what, what centenarians in Okinawa, what they were doing, they would say, before the meal, they would say harahachibu, which would which would be as a reminder before they start eating. Okay, you know I will be eating mindfully. I wouldn't be filling myself until I cannot breathe, and I think it really helps. You know, and it's um, I, I actually tried it the other day and I said it, so I think I do. I'll do it because we tend to be so distracted and eat in a way that is so not healthy and that affects how we look at ourselves how our body is and how we gain weight and and as he says this 20 percent up and down really affects your shape like you can be obese and you can gain weight so easily or you can just be okay because yeah. you're, you're just mindful so that's one of the things that i think is really like uh, for me it's 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 interesting it's um yeah just it thinking is, about but we, but we can easily uh, implement that in our lives it's something that we can do uh, something I've also I've seen a study like you said like we tend to eat more when there is food in front of us so mm -hmm. I, I actually 
um, when I was younger, I grew up like that, but I didn't do it now that I live on my own. Like if you put food for dinner, for example, you put all the pans on the table and you just put it on your plate. I always yeah. put food on the plate in the kitchen and then eat. So that's Definitely. when you eat less as well, because as you said, like if there's food in front of you, you'll eat more, even though you may not be hungry, you're like, oh, you know, and there is food no, I want to sure. eat. For sure, I completely agree. I used to love having it. I love seeing a nice uh, feast in front of me. Yeah. But if you eat, like, if you want to eat uh, to enjoy, but you want to eat enough, just enough that you're not hungry, that is the right thing to do. And I yeah. think it's really, really important. And it's it's small thing, really small thing that you can you can uh, apply easily. Uh, so yes, pouring the food uh, somewhere, uh, not somewhere else, in the kitchen, and then bring it to the table. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think. Because I grew up and my mom always told me that I had to eat my plate. Otherwise, I wasn't allowed oh, to go to the, the table. Same. So same. I think it's also, you know, it's it's basically how you grew up. And even to, the, well, I'm, I'm changing that now because now I listen to my body. I'm really in tune with my body. So I'm like, okay, I, I know when to stop. But I never used to do that because I was, even though I was full, I would eat because I was like, I need to eat my plate. Like it needs to be done. Mm -hmm. And that yes. is something that we can change as well, especially parents listening and they have children and are saying that. <laughs> yes, I can relate so I can relate so much uh, to that because my mom was always, you have to eat everything from your plate. I was yes. never aware if I was hungry or not. If I was full, or, I mean, um, what was enough for me? Yeah. No, I didn't know because I knew I had to eat everything. So I don't, as, as you said, if parents are listening and the parents who are listening, sometimes kids let the kids feel or, you know, find another way of explaining why they need to eat. I don't know. It's really a lot of experimenting. I know it's not easy and you want kids to have everything from the plate because it's healthy, but maybe try some other ways. And, you know, you see how we are like, I, I mean, I'm uh, close to 40. Uh, it's just like still in my head. Like, how did I eat? and it's engraved as a habit yeah, it takes exactly. time to take it out you know yeah exactly <laughs> it, it is <laughs> yeah so one more thing i just i want to connect to the food because i, I told sorry to be the food uh is um they actually loved uh, taking wine but when i say wine i don't think i don't mean uh, taking and uh, drinking wine every day every meal but a few times with consideration as they would say and um with the meal it would make a meal an event and i love that that how they yeah. could like a event you make it something you make it as it's something special but yes you're, you're drinking it uh, with consideration uh, i'm not a big wine drinker but i do believe yeah there's i mean there's some health benefits in in a good wine yeah. and uh, yeah when you drink it with the food with your meal it it gives a special note to it yeah i i think yeah and it makes the food also more delicious i feel when you I mean, when you, when you eat food during a holiday, like for Christmas or something, it always tastes just a little bit better because you know it's, it's something that you should be enjoying and it's a feast and instead of just having yeah. a normal Tuesday dinner, for example. It's, it's, yeah. It has something yeah. to it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so that, that, those are things that I would say connected to food habits. But of course, I mean, this is just, we're just giving basics and just a little bit of information that, you know, people can just, you know, just uh, tickle their interest, if I can yeah. say. So they, they they go and dig deeper and uh, find out more about it. It's I don't work for, for Blue Zones. Uh, <laughs> or, 
I think I, I should. Uh, so <laughs> I love it. And uh, yeah, I might uh, I might actually meet this these people. Who knows one day. So um, one thing that I would say is also very very easy to apply in our lives is walk daily walking daily or having a low intensity workouts um, in as, as part of our daily life what do I mean by that uh, centenarians never had um, exercise regime as like okay I'll go to gym and I'll do upper body today or I'll just do uh, this type of work. yeah <laughs> yeah so I'll do or I'll do a crossfit training or things like that no they didn't have that and obviously well that that didn't exist at that time but uh, what I'm trying to say they incorporated the movement in their lives as a normal thing so they walked and they walked and they walked and I think really walking is so underrated <laughs> and I believe it's super important and uh, it's so healthy and it's so easy and much better for the joints for elderly for example uh, than um, running or anything for any generation actually and uh, I think people who for example now I just um, uh, on a side note who have uh, pets who, who have dogs yeah. they are actually the ones who, who, who would see the benefits of that because they might sometimes be lazy to do that but I think they're very actually grateful because they go and take a walk and uh, take the dog for a walk and they walk themselves and it's like a great habit for them yeah. so it's something that um, uh, it's um it's something that we can all uh, do in our lives no matter the age and it's the consistency uh, it is consistency and it's not high intensity it's not anything crazy and it's very easy right everybody most of us can walk and uh, yeah we can do that wherever we live I believe well to, today and I mean yeah. <laughs> now it's pandemic it's a bit different but yes now I mean it's open uh, more or less everywhere in, in, in the world but um, it's just something that I always say to my clients and um, I am telling my parents and uh, my dad who, who, who had um, uh, a brain stroke a few years ago. So his, his walking abilities were really low, but then he tried and tried and he really, really, really uh, listened to me and he said, okay, I'll walk. And he walked every day. And I think this habit really helped him and he's now really capable of doing anything so um i'm super yeah i'm super proud of him and it's just because he was walking and he was walking in the morning in the afternoon and really no matter the weather i'm really proud of him and now he and uh, he's gardening and what they were doing uh centenarians of course um most of them where they were living they had gardens uh not that we all have gardens and i'm not saying yes now just go and live in the countryside it's really a personal choice i would i like that yeah. but <laughs> but uh, um they were gardening by doing that they were keeping themselves active as well and it's also like a, a low intensity kind of workout yeah. um but you can yeah. you can even do that when you have a little balcony just have a couple of plants on your balcony it doesn't have to be big yeah i, I love your <laughs> background i love all the plants <laughs> i love plants yes this is my gardening <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it, it, it could be that easy like it, you don't have to have a big house with a big garden to do it you can just create a little space on your balcony yes. in your house yes 
Yeah, but then I would say gardening in that sense has also a, a calmness effect. It has doesn't have, you know, it's not only a movement, uh, because when you're outside, you obviously have to move more, you use your muscles in a different way. But if you're gardening and doing a little bit of, you know, like what I'm doing here, I live in an apartment, I think it's something very calm, it has a very calming effect. It's a kind of meditation for many. I, I just love seeing green around me. So for me, it's, it's, an, it's a joy. Yeah, uh, but green people, is a happy this, color. Mm, green is a happy color. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a <laughs> color of life. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's something that I would say uh, the author of the, of the I mean, uh, uh, the Blue Zones book, he also mentions yoga, he mentions meditation. So it's something that's really, um, it's lo- like, type of yoga that that is not vig- I any mean, not vigorous movements i would say because yoga can be vigorous as well so i don't want to to go in you know types of yoga but stretches and yeah low intensity just really workouts. low intensity workout just low but intensity for your consist- body yes but consistent and yeah. i believe that really an answer to pretty much everything in our lives <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> You have consistency and you do something at a lower pace, but you do it consistently, you'll have so much more benefits. Whereas I think many of us, and I'm guilty of the same, we tend to, you know, overdo something and we like do it so much and then you stop and then, you know, so it's, it's a philosophy of life. It's a way of living that you start understanding after some time. I don't have to do anything over the top. I just have to do it and, you know, keep doing it. Yeah. That's what I. I'm realizing <laughs> yeah yeah consistency is key with everything like no matter what you do it, it's better it's a shame that people always want to find a quick fix and I understand that but when you really want quality out of life then consistency mm-hmm. is key yeah 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 I agree yeah. I'm just looking at uh, something that I want to yeah I just at my notes and those lessons yeah. if I want to mention but there are many things so I'm just uh, <laughs> trying to stick to the main ones and um, yeah, so I'll so tell you one more yeah mm-hmm. tell me more mm-hmm. so there is also something uh, called um, Ikigai Ikigai maybe you've heard about there is also a book written uh, and it's called Ikigai and um it's let's say it's in Japanese and uh, let's say if we need to translate it would be a purpose so a very sensitive topic I would say like what is the purpose of my life like yeah. are we are we really able to answer the question easily or not and uh, maybe some yes maybe some not but um, and what I'm trying to say is finding purpose in what you do finding purpose in your life why am I waking up in the morning what am I going to do? Like, uh, um, if you do have that purpose, if you, for example, now again, remember my dad who's building a house, although he's 70, what, 75, uh, he will be this year. So he, he is doing it, but I think that's giving him purpose. And that's, uh, or to my mom, she's taking care of animals and, and, and gardening. And if, uh, or I love my clients and I, 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 that's my purpose, my purpose to help people and your purpose as well. I, I'm sure podcast is one of them and you want to share this idea of health and happiness like me. And that is what I see as my purpose. But if I didn't have that, I think it would be much harder, you know, to, to live life and yeah. to live a healthy 
their life and to live a longer life. So that is that what uh, that's what they saw that it's connected to longevity. That those people had purpose. They knew why they're waking up, and then they were all very connected in, in with their families. So they say family first. So they would always have either a meal together or a day together, some activity together. Um, there are also, uh, for example, people in Loma Linda in California, they, they belong to a certain religious group uh, of Adventists. So they had uh, Saturday only when they were spending with their families and doing nothing. So that's also one thing that they were uh, saying, uh, one of the lessons is like downshift do nothing <laughs> literally do I nothing. Think in, especially in these days this world we need slow down yeah. yes yes it's like so it's like rest don't do homework kids don't do whatever work you have it's just being with your family and you know spending time so i'm connecting purpose ikigai to downshift like to to resting and family so these are all three there are three lessons but i'm connecting in one so spending some time quality time with your family and with the people people who are closest to you uh centenarians also have this thing they don't have i mean they don't have nursery homes or um uh how do you go homes for elderly so they would uh, most of them uh, would have their parents live with them uh, at the at the older age old age so that's something that's um, typical for the blue zones um, but one thing that I would say that is the most important thing out of all those power nine lessons is um, uh, right tribe so right people around you. So um, it, it's called Muay. Again, it's something in Japanese. Uh, these Japanese, you know, yeah. I love them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's the yeah. reason why they, 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 they look so good. And they, because to be uh, honest, you cannot really tell their age when you see it. Yeah. And yeah. there's a reason have for that. Yeah, they have the oldest population in the world like when you see the the number of people although the 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 longevity the the age limit moves and we are getting uh, to to higher age i would say um it's not about i want what the point of the blue zones it's not about just living longer no. it's about living longer and healthier and happier life that is the whole point of our conversation because we can live longer but then if the quality of our life is we're stuck uh, to the bed and we we have uh, some unfortunate disease or we cannot move then that's not that's not what we're talking about we're talking about longevity and what we can do to have a ha a healthy life where we can move until we are 100 or 110. I don't know. I don't know how long to live. But uh, one thing is certain, we will all die. But the second thing we can do something about is how we will live until that exactly. happens. Yeah. Yes. yeah. I love that you say that because I don't think a lot of people realize that, that only one thing in life that's certain and that's that we will die. But we can choose how we live our lives if it's happy if it's sad if it's angry all the time like we can we have a choice we have a say yeah. in that and we can make changes in our lives to live a quality um yeah I, I, the type of life is, is is from high quality 
Yes, I think what you said, we can choose to be happy. Maybe some people wouldn't agree and they're like, well, I cannot be happy if I live here and if I live there. Uh, but, you know, with the age of my, I mean, my years passing in my uh, my life, I just, I, I mean, I'm realizing more and more that many more things depend on me and including my happiness. So I can really decide if I want to be miserable because I have so many reasons. I mean, look at uh, last year. Yeah. But I can also find reasons to be happy. And um, maybe people have heard this for so many times, but I still think it's valuable to hear. Yes, yeah. we can choose can choose to be happy. And we can also choose to be sad. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, sadness is also healthy. I don't think that you shouldn't uh, feel the feelings of sadness and, and any feelings. No, uh, but, it's not. Also, but it's also good to give yourself kind of time and say, okay, now I had my time and I felt the feeling of sadness, anger, frustration, but maybe it's time to move on. I can decide I want to do something else and I want to feel happier. So yeah. what can I do? And the, 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 the unfortunate thing is that people don't know sometimes what makes them happy. And that's, sure. that's, that's where we come in. I mean, that's yeah. where we, we can give them some kind of guideline or, um, or energy that we have that's just, uh, you know, people see okay it's possible you know yeah. i can maybe try and mm. yeah but as, as, as you said um the last thing that you said that the people around you have an impact on it like i really see mm. it for example we mm. have this conversation right now and it's it, it's fun like i love talking to you and i get the energy the vibration goes higher so it makes me happy and mm. I, when i lived in the netherlands i really felt unhappy because i was surrounded with negative people with toxic people and it really affects you as a person mm -hmm. too and once I moved to another country I know that's maybe not for everybody that's a little bit drastic <laughs> but when I moved to another country and wasn't around those toxic people anymore I became happy so mm -hmm. it really has an impact on your life and the quality of your life so I, I think yeah. you need to realize more who we hang out with and mm -hmm. it I understand the saying, but I also hate it a little bit is when they say, yeah, but it's your family, but yeah, it's your dad or yeah, it's, it's your mom. And I'm like, it, it doesn't matter if it's your best friend or if it's your family member, if you don't feel happy around them or if they really drain your energy, then mm. you shouldn't, I, I'm not saying to, to cut that band, to cut that relationship, but you can choose to spend less time with them and more time with people that do make you feel happy and that do uplift you and give you energy. Uh, I definitely agree with you. I mean, I left that um, uh, last uh, uh, Choose Your Tribe uh, last lesson uh, to, to talk more about it because I think it, it is really the most important. And um, what you said about parents and uh, siblings and uh, best friends, I believe that yes, family is something I, it is sacred and I have respect, but um, I also understand uh, where people are coming from. What you just said that sometimes even family can be toxic and there are phases in life that we're going through and sometimes they don't coincide and maybe we don't understand each other. We're different uh, paths. Yeah. That doesn't mean we don't love each other. We, no, we, I, believe, I believe we do, but it's just that we, um, we, we cannot maybe understand that at that moment, understand each other at that moment. So yes, family but yes if it's toxic it's it's toxic regardless of what it is or or best friends and i've 
experienced both. I experienced that my really close friends didn't are not close anymore, and uh, and the, the other way around. Some people who weren't close before became close because we evolve as the time evolves. Yeah. Um, what what centenarians did with this Moai groups? What are these Moai groups? So Moai groups are groups of people of like um, a few uh, few friends that you spend time with, and uh, they say it's good to spend at least thirty minutes a day and talk about anything, share deep stuff, share people, and uh, you know anything that's really really close to your heart to very simple things, anything, just sharing, you know, and this is the social connectedness that they, they had and that they kept them. And also people who think in a way you do, people who think like blue zones people. So they, they're in a similar, similar, uh, with similar philosophy of life and uh, who can support you because that's really going to be encouraging then. It's going to be encouraging for you to have the same habits and to um, to continue with your um, healthier habits in your life. So they did an experiment I um, uh, watched it the other day where they, in the US now, so it's now, not with centenarians, to experiment with, uh, I don't know, is it around 30 women? I'm not sure, or maybe just five. And they, they, they gave them, I think, a span of two months to, to eat food. They gave them the recipes of the blue zones and to spend time together and to cook together. So all of them lost weight first and all of them were quite, uh, not they were not bees, but some of them were. And they all uh, reported such a healthier and happier mindset. So because they all wanted, they had the same goal. They didn't have a, the go a goal of uh, losing weight. They had a goal, they were a part of this experiment of a study. So it was just interesting because they all, they all uh, thought in the same way. So they had the same goal together. So, you know, they were supporting each other. And I think it's, it's, amazing when you have somebody who is like that and it's uh, that person is in your circle of friends and uh, yeah. you just speak the same language you know and it's easy it's it flows and it makes you motivate each other and as you said the energy I mean the energy is everything so it's just uh, that's something that they say really affected the longevity keeping that close tribe right tribe of people yeah. That's why I love online communities because now you get to connect with people all over the world. And it, well, it also depends on the community though, because some communities, um, especially these days, there's a lot of spamming going on. But if you really find that online tribe that we are talking about, then you really can make things happen. You really feel not so alone. Like you said, you're, you, you have the same goal. So you will... Have, you are more likely to achieve it because you are surrounded with the same people, with the same mindset, with the same purpose. Well, maybe not the same purpose, but the same goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, also interesting thing is that women, uh, we are uh, more open to show and express, uh, I mean, express our emotions and everything that happens. So it's uh, for us, it's more natural. Yeah. And uh, of course, they would say, they would say in-person contact is much better, better. because yeah. they, they could do that. But uh, but I, I don't also want to, um, I mean, you said online communities, they do have still, the, the, they can help, 
they can yeah. help because if we don't have a choice of doing it in person, okay, let's make the best out of it. Exactly. That's how I was looking at things last last year. And then again, it opened it opened a lot of different ways of communicating, uh, being creative with your work and everything. So so yeah, they're good things. Yes, of course we pre- we we yeah. I would love to meet you in person as well. <laughs> but I, I like this too. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, it's 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 different. It's not the same as as being in person with each other but in especially now it's it's the closest you can get mm-hmm. so I like yeah it. so yeah. is there another uh thing that you would like to share or a lesson that you've learned from life or from 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 the blue mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah there's one more that I forgot but I kind of mentioned it uh or close to it um a day if you belong to a certain a group uh, of a religious group that's what they 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 discovered is that affects your longevity doesn't mean that you if you're not a religious person i personally am not very religious uh, i'm spiritual but i'm not religious but if you um if you do belong to a group it gives you again certain support and encouragement it motivates you and uh, it just affects and you know you 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 have the sense of belonging i think that's the word the sense of belonging and uh, that's what they discovered so uh he's giving a few tips of maybe you want to join uh an activity or in a group or a certain religious community or uh, I don't know go to church or go I mean I'm not for or against any religion I mean I am Christian but as I said I'm not very religious so uh, it's however you feel is right but there is certain power in belonging or going to a community where people there's some energy that can uplift you so that's something that uh, I forgot to mention um but what you asked me if i'm from my own life i think when i've discovered those zones i think it's not something that's uh, just a story that i say it's interesting and you know people who live it's 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 happening so it's it's true and it's those are facts people live there over 100 years and uh, they have things to tell us and working with elderly myself I've discovered by listening to them and talking to them as well but mainly listening to them their small comments they make I I can see how much I can learn and they're so wise and you know sometimes you're like oh you know like oh mom or dad or something yeah. so old <laughs> but it's not really like that and um and they're so young at heart and they can teach us so much because there's some general life principles that they don't depend that they, they don't depend on on the decade or the century we live in they're just general and it's very nice to hear from them and i think there's this respect that i have more and more for them and knowing you know about blue zones so i think you know just reminding myself personally and my clients and maybe you know uh, the audience that you have and where I speak and where you will speak you know it's just like passing the word okay you know it's not very difficult to walk uh, <laughs> it's not very difficult to eat more fruits and vegetables and it's not, people know these things but maybe when we say okay this is what these people did and you know give them a few tips you know try and start with a few like for me 
I know I want to get, um, um, for example, Harahachibu, the one I told you, like eat until you're 80%. So I want to say it and I'm promising that to you now and you can tell me yours if you want. Like before each meal, I want to say that. So I want to be more mindful when I eat and I don't want to distract myself with anything like a tea, well, I don't have a TV, but anything, you know, when I'm eating and um, maybe I want to experiment more with plant-based food. I don't eat much meat. I'm plant-based uh, myself, but um, to take more tofu, to eat even more beans. I never used to love beans. My dad was always telling me eat beans, yeah. but there's a way of preparing. So I want True. to, you know, that's my, like my thing. I want to experiment with, uh, uh, with beans and lentils more and tofu and, uh, you know, different types of protein because they're very good sources of protein and healthy plant-based sources of proteins um, because I don't eat meat. That's something I want to incorporate. But I think these there are tips that people can really uh, find useful. And I would love like them to, you know, to learn something from this conversation, yeah. you know, and I hope they will. How do you, what do you think? Like, would you like to, uh, I guess you use some of the things, but are, is there something that you would like to uh, kind of uh, try to incorporate in your life out of these tips? Um, well, I'm already walking every single day. Uh, I walk to the beach and back. So that's like an hour, hour and a half walk in the morning before I start my day. Um, I try to, I think I would try to eat more plant-based because I'm already eating healthy and I incorporate a lot of legumes already. Like for example, yesterday I had chickpeas and lentils Um uh, just didn't wrap so that was my dinner so I, I already tried to do that but I still I think I would eat less meat I'm already eating less meat than I used to do before um, but I think I could take it I think I can eat less mm-hmm. yes I can <laughs> I can eat I can eat less yes and and the other things I, I already I'm already doing as well like I try to eat more mindful um also when i'm hungry i'm being mindful about it i'm questioning myself like are you really hungry or do you just want to eat are you bored um you know or do you just want to feel happy because that is something that a lot of people mistake as well like if you feel bored or you feel unhappy you want to eat food because to be honest food just makes you happy at least to me it does like food is is something that i don't know I, i i I'm happy when I eat. So <laughs> I love food too much. Oh, well, you should <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but uh, food, I think food should bring happiness, uh, but food shouldn't be replacement for something we are no. like filling a void. For many exactly. people it is. And, yeah. And what you said, you're recognizing, okay, am I hungry? Am yeah. I just eating because I'm this and this? So it's just asking those right questions to yourself uh, and, you know, just like, okay, stop for a second. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I think... It's with anything in life that that's what's something that I'm learning. Um, well, I've learned it a long time ago, but I start to realize it every single day a little bit more. We have to question ourselves. We have to be mindful about everything that we do, about the thoughts that we have. Like we can question ourselves. The thought that that's the thought that's we, the thoughts that we have are not necessarily our reality. So we have to question ourselves as well because we have been wired a certain way since we were kids, like the beliefs of our parents, uh, what we see on, on the TV, what we see on the internet. 
Um, so it, it's good that we have to question ourselves, like no matter what we're doing, whether it's about food, whether it's about our feelings, our thoughts, like everything, we have to be really mindful about everything that we do. And I know it's difficult, but if you practice it, like walking daily, it becomes a habit and it just becomes part of your life. Like it's breathing and brushing yeah. your teeth in the morning and, and eating. I mean, that's something that you use. So you have to <laughs> And we are what we repeatedly do. So yeah. if we have those small habits that stack onto each other, then we become that. Yeah, and it's exactly. all—it's making those small, small steps consistently. And uh, that's that's what you just said. Yeah, questioning is not uh, pleasant always. It's not comfortable, no. but it's no. <laughs> but it's a, a big uh, step to growing. Exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah. So so. If people want to work with you, how can they contact you? And what do you exactly do? What do you help them with? Mm -hmm. So um, they can find me as Happy Healthy Nana on social media. So uh, Instagram and Facebook page. Uh, my website is in construction at the moment. So I think it will be done in a month time. Um, as, as I mentioned at the beginning, yes, I'm a holistic health and fitness coach. I started working mainly with women, with busy women, with moms. and uh, But my, my work um, kind of uh, uh, widened up to different generations. So I started working with seniors, with people over 65 and 70. So I work in person and online. So it can be either movement-based, which is a fitness, holistic fitness session, like a, a coaching, or it can be health coaching where we focus more on your healthy lifestyle habits that can uh, be directed to your nutrition habits, how you eat and what drives you to eating this or that food um, guidelines. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a dietitian. I do not prescribe diets. I don't uh, believe in diets, but I believe in healthy lifestyle and um, creating lifestyle habits. So I work on those long-term um, results. And I think you do, as we mentioned yeah. at the beginning, so it's, it's, it's something that uh, I say, if a client comes to me and they just want to lose weight, I'm saying, well, it's not, it, we're not, not a right fit. No. no, no, it is for them, but not yeah. for me. So I'm the right coach, uh, the results that they want will come with my uh, coaching because we work on long-term results. So obviously let's say losing weight would come as a result, but um, as short-term results, I, I, I don't do on work on weight losses. So it's a, it's a longer, um, I would say longer work and process, but it creates amazing results and, uh, you know, for a lifetime. And I just love seeing my clients loving how they want to move. They want to live healthier life. They want to live happier life. So uh, they feel the energy that I feel, I believe. And then they, they just, uh, I don't know, they just feel better. And, you know, that, that, uh, that motivates me. Um, so yes, working on mindset. Um, I also, I'm a, I used to dance before. So I was dancing for 10 years back home and then I became a Zumba instructor. So I teach Zumba. So that's one more thing I was, uh, um, am doing and was doing online and in person. So there are quite a few things that I incorporate in, in what I do. Um, and yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, that's amazing. I'll leave everything in the details so people can contact you. I want to thank you for this conversation. I hope that we brought a little bit more light, that people learn something and that they start to incorporate these, these lessons in life to maybe live to 110 
who knows <laughs> <laughs> yeah striving to that yes we want a happier healthier and longer life so let's do something about it it's we uh, inevitably are getting older we do not need to age i used to even a month ago i was saying aging 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 now i don't want to use this word because i believe getting older and aging is not the same we sure. are getting older it's fact but aging we can really uh, affect the aging so it's uh, really a lot up to us so i want to be a, a living example of that i want to I want to be a person who is energetic and lively and looking at my best and feeling my best, not just like good. I want to look and feel best, whatever age I am, you know? So that's my, that's my mission. That's my Ikigai purpose. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Well, thank you so, so much. Thank you. Thank you for your time. And uh, yeah, we'll be in touch, of course. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've learned something. Let me know in the comments, what are you going to incorporate in your life today? As always, if you need more support, more help or guidance, we are here to help you. Nena and I are health coaches who can help you to live your happiest and healthiest life. Just click the link in the bio and we are here for you. And again, thanks for listening and see you next time.